1: Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com, your home for everything Lakers. The Lakers just picked up a win over the Clippers and Boston in the same game. Brandon Boston, of course, plays for the Clippers, but nice night for the Lakers' Summer League squad, getting the W, certainly what we like to see. Got a lot to break down, a lot of stuff to talk about from this game, plus some things to talk about going on in the Kyrie Irving trade situation. A new rumor coming from the New York Post. We will address that as well joining me tonight got sean davis from LakersNation.com. sean how are you doing
2: that was a fun game and glad we get to talk about a summer league win but still fun to celebrate you went till you get them
1: yeah that's right i mean look we'll, we'll take a win always more fun to watch your team win a game and they did uh the javante mccoy game in, in this one he was uh he was solid enjoyed it
2: no he was really really good some of the shots he was hitting tonight was insane um Man, that's a a ton of fun watching Javante have the Javante-McCoy game as we will now reference this as.
1: Uh, Welcome in, everybody, from YouTube, from Facebook, from Twitter. Thanks for joining us live tonight. If you're listening to the podcast version of this over on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave us that five-star rating and review. We certainly do appreciate that. Let's kick things off with that pesky little rumor that came out. Uh, A lot of people want to talk about it. So the New York Post published a story in which a source close to Kyrie said that Kyrie never requested a trade. Doesn't understand where all this trade talk came from. John, do you buy it?
2: No. Again, and we've talked about this a little bit as well. This is just Kyrie trying to save face a little bit. You know, like, hey, trade me. But, you know, like, this isn't me. I didn't formally request a trade. And by the way, that's literally what the article says, like the first paragraph or so. It's like, Kyrie didn't formally request a trade. So that if he does get traded, hey, it's not him. He didn't want out per se, um, even though I'm not sure how much I believe that anyway. So I don't buy it. I think it's just him trying to stay the same face and uh gain some leverage for himself here.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, this is yeah, this is Kyrie trying to make it clear, or a source close to Kyrie anyway, for one thing, trying to make it clear that. And look, he he's not forcing his way out of anywhere. No, no, no. If, if a trade happens, it's the Nets, it's the Nets that are that are doing this, not Kyrie. And then on the flip side, it's the New York Post. I mean, why are they going out there and publishing this? Well, it helps the Nets, right? Like this is something that that looks good for the Nets, looks bad for the Lakers because in theory, if Kyrie is perfectly happy staying in Brooklyn, regardless of whether Kevin Durant is there or not, which is what they're trying to imply, even though that's not exactly what's said in there, um, then or at least not exactly what's quoted, then, in theory, the Lakers lose some leverage in trying to negotiate a trade. So I think this is, you know, we've heard some things that have kind of given the Lakers leverage, right, in terms of no other team wants Kyrie Irving, right? Like every time they've tried to put out there that, oh, you know, the Mavs, they might want Kyrie, or the 76ers, they want may, might want Kyrie. Those teams have pushed back immediately. So now you put this out there. Well, maybe Kyrie doesn't want to go. Same way that we look at, LeBron, if LeBron came out and said, I'm signing a contract extension. I don't care whether Kyrie is here or not. I love the Lakers and I'm signing an extension with them. That would give the Lakers more leverage because that's something that the Nets are hoping for, that ultimately the Lakers will give up more in order to get LeBron to sign that contract extension. Mm -hmm. This is the Nets equivalent of that, right? If Kyrie is not asking out, and he's okay with staying. Well, then there goes some of your motivation or your some incentive to trade him. So it's a positive for the Nets. It's a negative for the Lakers in terms of leverage. But how much do you really buy it? I don't know. Again, it's a New York paper. And the the headline makes it sound quite a bit different than what the story is actually saying. Yep. Uh, Andrew Muth said, I'm so tired hearing about Russ. He's a bad player. Would a team even give him a minimum deal after his contract expires? I wouldn't. Yeah, he would get a minimum somewhere.
2: Yeah, for sure. No he's not
1: he, he's not a guy who has no talent. He's not a guy who has no utility as a player. He's a guy whose game doesn't necessarily fit the modern NBA at this point. Isn't always the most efficient. That's not to say he's like suddenly just terrible at basketball and completely not useful on the floor. Mm-hmm. He can still do things, but you but you have to figure out can he do things and be productive on a team that wins? That's mm-hmm. the question. He could do things, but do those things lead to winning a basketball game? That's the, question. that's the question. Right? So, so look, the teams would give him a minimum deal. I think teams would give him more than a minimum deal. Would teams pay him 47 million? No. Nope. And that's a big part of the problem.
2: I think he's that's bare a minimum big... taxpayer.
1: Yeah, that's that's what they would get. That's what they would get. Um, let's see. So all of this stuff with Russell Westbrook, with Kyrie, if the Lakers don't get, let, let's say that this thing completely swings and the Lakers don't get Kyrie, right? Kyrie, somehow he stays in Brooklyn or whatever. Maybe the, the, the Nets ask for THT, both picks, everything the Lakers have, right? and the lakers just say no which right now what we've heard from Jovan Bua of the, of the athletic is that the sticking point is the picks that the lakers want to give up one first round pick and that's want both of course I mean, that makes sense um but let's say this thing goes south i would expect the lakers to execute a backup plan some sort of plan some sort i i can't see i think it will be a failure if they go into the season with this exact roster. I know Darvin Ham had that comment saying no problem. I, I'm perfectly content going into the season with this roster. But Sean, when I look at this roster, it doesn't work. Does it?
2: No. And me scratching my head. It's exactly how I'm feeling when I look at this roster. Um, again, we've talked about this on that and I feel, and it's not because Russ is the bad player or whatever, but just, This roster makes so, 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 so much more sense with Kyrie Arion as opposed to Russell Westbrook. This really doesn't fit Russell Westbrook as well. Or Um, any guard that can shoot. For any guard that can shoot. Yeah, like if this was, wasn't like, I don't know, Trey Young. I'm just throwing out guards now. But like, this roster makes so much more sense for a guy like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, you already don't have enough floor space right now. So what uh, if you're start- what's your starting lineup right now, Trevor? With this roster? Is it Russ, Austin Reeves, LeBron, A D, pick a center?
1: Yeah, that's my starting lineup right now.
2: I think you'll be able to guard. Won't be able to shoot. You can start yeah. guard with that lineup.
1: I mean, look, your your best case scenario is AD goes up to what, like 30% from three, 32%, something 32%. like that. Yeah. Right? Like that's that's best case scenario for AD. LeBron can shoot 36, 37%, maybe. Maybe a little bit better. Austin Reeves, probably best case he goes up to
2: 36 37 at the uh, best. I mean, maybe
1: 30. He was 31, so maybe let's say 35%. So mm-hmm. about league average. Russ is going to be low 30s. That's just what he is. And then if it's Thomas Bryant, your best case is again mid mid to low 30s. If it's Damian Jones, he's not shooting those threes. That's not that's not enough spacing for Russell Westbrook to be successful on the offensive end of the floor. Now, maybe Darvin Ham has some scheme that we haven't thought of. That he is cooked up, then he's figured out some way to make that work. But to me, it it, it just doesn't. It doesn't. You have to have, because teams are not going to defend Russ behind the three-point line, and we're at a point where unless AD comes in and just is knocking down threes, they're not going to defend him either based on what we saw last season. That's not enough space for Russell Westbrook to operate, and that's why I keep going back to this roster doesn't make sense if you need to get a good version of Russell Westbrook. Now, maybe that's not the plan. We'll see. We'll find out what Darvin Ham's plan is. But if you have a shooting point guard, a guy who is Kendrick Nunn shot 37% from three, and I'm not saying Kendrick Nunn is better than Russell Westbrook, but on the offensive end, that makes more sense than Russ because you have to defend Kendrick Nunn behind the line.
2: Yeah. Man.
1: Uh, Christie is three for 18 from three
2: and Scotty Pippen jr. Has not played well in Vegas.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not ideal, but he's 19. He's a project. And I think he's been good on the defensive end. So
2: just, yeah,
1: summer league is not the time to be totally out on a player. It's not the time to be totally in on a player either. Is Cole Swider going to shoot? 57% from three for his career? No, no. And he's been good, but the shots have been going in. Look, I don't think that it's time to give up on a 19-year-old after a handful of summer league games. I think that's a bit premature. Now, is again, is it ideal that he's three for 18 from three? No, of course not. But I think if we're jumping to the conclusion that, oh, he's a bust in summer league, it's seven. going way too
2: far well, they played three games in Vegas after six summer league games. Yep, We're ready to give Scotty the starting job, ready to call Max a bus. Come on, guys.
1: Uh, Alex Silva says, but they need to see how long the Kyrie drama takes because if the Nets keep playing hardball for the next month, backup plan goes, when do you pivot? Yeah, that's true. There has to be a point where the Lakers just say, look, Sean Marks, Nets, We've got another opportunity, right? And that's that's what Rob Palenka has to be working for. That's why we hear the Eric Gordon thing, the Buddy Healed thing, whatever, Miles Turner, whatever is actually out there. You've got to get to a point where you've got something else lined up and you go to Sean Marks one last time and you say, look, we're moving on. If you want our deal, here's what it is, but you've got to tell us right now. Otherwise, we've got another opportunity and we're taking it. And, and then... If he still says, no, I can't do it, then you move on. Then you move on. That's what the Lakers have got to generate for themselves, and that's why it's important that you've got another option to find some shooting for this team.
2: Again, ideally, we get Kyrie Irving because great player. Great players more often than not help you win titles. We love to have more great players, especially when they fit.
1: Get good basketball players. Yes, the general general front office concept, right? What there is it, it we're looking is. for? Good basketball players. Good basketball That's players. Great basketball players. It's about to um, be my new Twitter name. <laughs> John said, "Being from the Philippines, I'm curious about the fate of Kai Soto going forward." Um, you know, I, I'm surprised he's not in summer league. I'm surprised he's not in summer league now. We've heard some stuff that maybe that he's got something in the works. Now, I don't know what that means exactly, if, that, if, he's, if there's a team or, or whatever, but um, I, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. I can't say where what's going to happen with him at this point. I'm surprised he's not playing in summer league. And that was my expectation, was that if he went undrafted, he would be in summer league, and he's not there. Now, again, maybe that means that there's something that he's already lined up. I just don't know what that is.
2: Yeah, I mean, hope, hopefully he gets an opportunity. I, I think he has some potential there and hopefully he gets an op- opportunity somewhere.
1: I would think if it was with an NBA team, he would, he'd be in Summer League. Yeah. They would want him to be in, in Summer League.
2: Yeah, I agree. Just
1: show his stuff. Uh, people saying Jaden Hardy, like they should have taken Jaden Hardy. Look, Jaden Hardy, look, I saw Jaden Hardy in Summer League. He looked great. They're good. He, he he was really good tonight. He was not. He was like four for fourteen shooting. Overreact time, Jaden yeah. Hardy's a
2: bust. Yeah. Oh,
1: here we go. Four for fifteen. Four for fifteen. He was a minus twenty nine in plus minus tonight. Minus twenty nine in summer league. And that's and that's Trade not to say him. Jaden Hardy's bad. It's just it's summer league. Wait, you don't want to overreact in either direction during summer league.
2: Trade Jaden in. Trey Jaden, Jade <laughs> Jaden. Come on, Chad, get it going. You guys, let, let, let's go. Come on, guys. Uh, Let's see. What
1: do we have here? Uh, Mr. Easley said, would you pick up Patrick Beverly if he was waived?
2: In a heartbeat. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you absolutely would. If he was waived and you can get him for a veteran minimum, you do it in a second. <sighs> you do it for a second.
2: There we go. Got J- JSJ typing in Trey Jaden. There we go. Trade him.
1: <laughs> uh, Mario Hernandez. Remember they were calling D'Angelo Russell a bust in Summer League? LOL. Yes, that, that was a thing. I remember that vividly. That was a thing. Look, Trey Young had shooting struggles in Summer League. In Summer League. And I'm not saying that's what any of these guys are going to be. I'm not saying that's what Max Christie is going to become, an impact player yeah, like that. No. But you, just, you don't want to get too high or low on summer league stuff uh alan said huge fan watch you guys all the time would love to hang out and talk b-ball with you guys well hopefully next season we'll do some watch parties then we can do that uh also can we talk about nate pierre louise feisty or pesty defense dude just looks comfortable i wish he could shoot he's got this weird sideways corkscrew shot but he is pretty pretty tough on the defensive end of the floor. I like the aggressiveness that he plays with out there. But without that shot, I don't know. Like I don't know if you can put him into an NBA game. Teams will sag off of him like crazy.
2: Yeah, which sucks, unfortunately. But um, no man, I love dudes that can defend, and he's a really good defender. You have you have a few guys on summer league team that can really defend him. Max, obviously, Fabian Y Jr., who we've tossed around a bunch, I feel like on on the show recently. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think Nate is a pesty defender, and he's gonna be a really good one somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he will be. I, I don't know if it'll be in the NBA, but he's he's a good defender, really good defender. <laughs> so, I've had a lot of people talk about this, saying if you would take Mitchell over Kyrie, let's go. Yes. Like, Sean, you would take Donovan Mitchell over Kyrie, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, long term, you get them long term, less of a headache, younger.
1: Yeah, it's the problem is, I've had a bunch of people asking me today because of the news that the Jazz are accepting offers. Like, I mean, they've been looking at moving Donovan Mitchell for ages. That's not new. Danny Ainge coming in has no connection to Donovan Mitchell or no particular. It's not like he drafted him, right? That creates a little equity with the front office. Danny Ainge didn't do that. But moving Donovan Mitchell is very different than moving Kyrie Irving on an expiring contract. Yep. The Lakers just, they don't have the pieces to get Donovan Mitchell. Unless, Sean, do you want to trade Anthony Davis for Donovan Mitchell?
2: <laughs> no.
1: That's it. No. There's no, there. the Lakers do not have the pieces to go get Donovan Mitchell, particularly from Danny Ainge. There's one team Danny Ainge is not going to want to work with. It's the Lakers. Lakers. So I just I don't want those expectations getting out there of, oh, could the Lakers get Donovan Mitchell? You're not, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get that. Because even if you can offer him that big expiring contract with Russ, there's two first round picks. The Jazz just got what? 27 first round picks for Rudy Gobert. Right? They're they're not going to take a, a couple of firsts. For Donovan Mitchell.
2: Again, I'm not even really going to s- sure. We're saying that Donovan's a better player. We're saying like there's more positives, I guess, from getting Donovan getting longer term contract, younger. Sure. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked
1: about Colin Sexton. He's a restricted free agent. And if, the Lakers can only offer a veteran minimum. So unless you can do some sort of a sign and trade for him, which would then trigger a hard cap, which the Lakers can't really do. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not happening either. Okay, how does a buyout work? If you buy out Westbrook, 47 million for two years, that's 23 million per year. Is that enough cap to bring Buddy Heald to the Lakers? Well, you'd still have to send something out for Buddy Heald. And that's not how a buyout works. So the way a buyout works is so let's say you buy out a player
0: um we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need indeed.
1: A, a buyout would be the player would give typically give some money back. Okay. Typically that's that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna buy out the player. The player is gonna say, well, in exchange for making me a free agent, I'm gonna take less money. Okay, just to make the math easy, easy, let's say that Russell Westbrook gives back two million, and so the Lakers pay him forty-five million dollars to go away. The Lakers then have the option, they don't have to, but they have the option to stretch that $45 million and the length of years, the number of years that you could stretch the salary for is double the contract plus one, okay? So if it was a two-year contract, you could stretch that out over five years. Again, double the contract, two plus two is four, plus one, five. In Russell Westbrook's case, it's a one-year contract. So double that two. Plus one, three. You could stretch it out over three years, which would mean because he gave back $2 million, $15 million per season that you would be paying Russell Westbrook in dead money. He would go play for somebody else. That's what a buyout and stretch situation would look like. You could just buy him out and not stretch the contract and just have $45 million in dead cap on your books. But again, that doesn't help you really go get Buddy Heald because the Pacers, Buddy Heald's not just a free agent sitting out there or anything like that. The Pacers would want stuff, for Buddy Heel. It would have to be a trade still. Um, that's that's the problem. So I hope I explained that. But waiving Russ doesn't get them any closer to getting Buddy Heel.
2: If anything, Russ might even be in a deal to get Buddy, but who knows?
1: Yeah. Uh, which trade do you think will realistically happen this offseason? Kyrie or Buddy Healed Eric Gordon? PS keep up the good work. Thank you. Uh, what do you think is more likely right now? Kyrie or, or buddy healed?
2: Considering I've said I'm betting the house on a Kyrie trade happening, I guess I better just stick with my guns on this one and go with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I'm still gonna say Kyrie is the I, I think that's the number one option for the Lakers. That's that's what we're looking at here. So yeah. Yeah. Uh oh my Warriors. Um Get Ben Simmons, Jazz get Kyrie, expiring contract and picks. Nets get Donovan Mitchell, Clay Thompson, uh Mikhail That's Bridges, way Cam too Johnson. Much money. Yeah, there's there's way too much going on in that.
2: Clay's about to make what 40 next year. So you stop at Donovan and Clay, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh shout out to Madison and Dallas. All right. Would you take Patrick Beverly?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. Like, would would you trade for him though? I'd have to go
2: look at his contract, but let
1: let's say you could give up THG and get Patrick Beverly.
2: Do I have to give up any picks for him? Um, let's say it's just straight up. Straight up, you might do. I might do that. Yeah. Um, you just need more defenders, man. You need, and Pat Bev is a average shooter, I guess. So um the more defenders, the plenty. And then you figure out some of the shooting stuff, buy out, trade online I'd rather go into the deadline. This is just how I view building a roster, Trevor. I'm curious what you think. But um I'd rather build out my roster with more defense, more defense first. Mm-hmm. And then if we have to get shooting at the deadline or via bio market or something else like that. Um then, then yeah, that's what I would do. Um, I'm more, I'm more concerned about getting quality defenders, and Patrick Beverly's a really good defender. So yeah, I would do it. If you told me to give up picks, my answer is no, because I'm already hesitant with THT for Pab because THT you still are throwing away the upside that you could get. So not with any picks, but.
1: Uh, let's see here. Oh, somebody said Cam Reddish for THD. If you could do that swap straight up, would you do that?
2: Probably. Yep. Yeah, I think I would. Does that money work, though? Maybe. I'd, I'd have to
1: go look. I'm sure it's close. I'm sure it's close. All right. Let's talk a little bit. Oh, people are saying Patrick is overrated. <laughs>
0: Look, uh, I understand.
1: It's, it doesn't feel good for the Lakers to go get a guy, a, a guy like Patrick Beverly, who's been a thorn in their side for so long.
2: No, no, I, I totally understand, man. Cam only making five point nine next year, huh? Yeah. And that's yep. inspiring. That deal works. THC for Roger, straight up.
1: There you go. There you go. All right, let's talk a little bit about what we've seen so far here in Summer League, what we saw tonight. Um, I'm a little worried about Cole Sweater defensively. Like, we're all we're all very high on him, but I kept calling him the coach with the broom at the rim <laughs> during tonight's game. Like he was he was not offering up much resistance at the basket at all. Does that ultimately take away from his ability to make a contribution to this this Lakers team?
2: Yeah, because like again. It's like Duncan Robinson. Not saying he is Duncan Robinson, but if the shot's not falling, he cannot be on the floor. Like Melo last year. If that three-pointer is not falling and he's not contributing for you offensively, he can't play. Um, And that's where it is right now, but that's fine. Again, he's, what, 21? 22? At the oldest, probably? Um, And even then, some of the stuff I'm not overly concerned about defensively it's just right now, it's really, really bad. But the stuff that is bad, I think, can be fixed. And you know what I mean by that is one specific play that you and me definitely kind of criticized in transition. Yeah. Coach Whitey has a chance he's to stop him. his man. And he has his hands walled up, which is perfect. The problem is he's backing up while having his hands up, which does nothing. It does nothing. If you're standing straight up, hands up, then, yeah, you can affect the shot. But if you're backing up with your hands up, cool, you're giving effort, I guess. But it's not doing anything. So um, just stuff like that, man. I think there is some concern, I guess. But some of it, honestly, is very easy to be fixed. It can be fixed. So um, some concern, but it's not something to be stressing about if you're a Laker fan.
1: He's playing like he's got five fouls and six fouls eliminates you from the game.
2: Thank you. Yep.
1: Which makes it summer league. You're not gonna foul out. <laughs> Makes no yeah, sense.
2: You shouldn't anyway. If you foul on summer league, something's wrong. Uh Anthony
1: says in a buddy slash turner trade, who do you see as the starting point guard? Is that back to Braun? I'll, okay. So let's say the Lakers somehow turn, and I don't think this trade's gonna happen, but let's say the Lakers flip Russ, turn him into Miles Turner and and uh Buddy Healed. Who are you starting at the one?
2: I'm sorry, you said it's Russ or Buddy? Russ,
1: Russ for Buddy and Turner. And it picks and other things would be in there, but just in terms of players, that's what's going out.
2: You either go to LeBron as the point guard again, mm-hmm. or, and again, I'm not trying to overly hype somebody up, but this is just something that you've brought up in the past. Austin Reeves as the quote unquote one. Um, but it doesn't matter. But, but like,
1: LeBron is realistically the LeBron, one. He's realistically
2: right. the one, right? Yeah. But like your lineup would just be Austin, Buddy, LeBron, AD Turner. But LeBron is still the point guard of the offense, even though technically your two guard spots are to um, Austin Reeves and Buddy Heald. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. I think that's what I would do, too. You would have the spacing. That's what you would go with.
2: That's a good defensive lineup, too, honestly.
1: Yeah, not bad. Bubba uh, mentality. So let's be honest. Jay Scrub was getting every call in the paint. Yeah, it certainly wasn't getting Scrub calls. Uh, Cole <laughs> did hold his own tonight and got an offensive foul in our favor. He did do that. Now, it took it took actually reviewing it for him to get the, the offensive foul, uh, the charge drawn. That was ridiculous. That was, I mean, it was the most blatantly obvious charge I think we've ever seen. But eventually the refs got it right. Uh, tonight belongs to McCoy. Been scouting him. He needs a camp invite. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Bring him to camp. Here's the thing: like in summer league, you're seeing guys against a certain level of competition. Sometimes things change when they're brought into camp and they're playing against LeBron when they're playing yeah. against AD when you're playing heck when you're playing against even somebody like THT who's now been in the league for for three seasons or so right like it's a different level it's a different level and sometimes some guys are going to thrive in that environment some guys actually play better alongside better players I believe Austin Reeves is such a player some players can't rise up to that level can't get their games to that level so McCoy he's a guy that you bring into training camp and then you find out you find out what is he what can he be And same thing with Swider, same thing with Scottie Pippen Jr. You bring these guys in, Jay Huff, bring them in, find out what you got.
2: No, agreed. And uh, yeah, Javante McCoy, this is the Javante McCoy game. He was really, really good tonight. And about that charge, um, I haven't really gotten upset at anything during Summer League so far. But as a coach, if that was not a blocking, if that was not a charge, excuse me, I was going to be really upset. That was because, such a bad call. Yeah. Like, how do you teach your players to defend that then if you call that a block? But right. Good thing they corrected it.
1: Correct. Yep. They sure did. Quadre set said, the Lakers have no shooting. How can they address that? Well, I mean, I guess in an emergency situation, you've got like, what Wayne Ellington is out there on the free agent market right now, right? I mean, you could look at something like, like that, but that's you, but you lose so much defensively, realistically there, there needs to be a trade. I mean, yeah. that's the, that's the only way you're going to go find shooting. That isn't, that is something that you actually want out there on the floor. That's the only way you're going to fix this is by trading some stuff. And I, I think you've got, when you look at, Stanley Johnson, Wendy Gabriel, THT. Now you're adding Lonnie Walker, you add in uh, Troy Brown Jr, who actually I think can shoot okay from from three. But you've added in a lot of guys, Juan toscano Anderson, who kind of, not completely, but kind of are similar in terms of what they do on the wing. And you need to have some guys who can do some other stuff, including shooting. Now ideally, you want to find shooting without sacrificing a lot of defense. So finding that guy is not easy because every team in the league is looking for that. But the only way you're realistically going to get it is via a trade. That, mm-hmm. That's what it's going to take. And that's why it's so important that Rob Palenka, the Lakers front office, this Kyrie thing, whatever. Kyrie Irving could wake up tomorrow and say, Yeah, you know what? I don't want to play basketball anymore. That It's <laughs> Kyrie. We don't know. You have to have a backup plan. They have to have a backup plan. I'm talking, I'm talking, Kawhi Leonard picks the Clippers and the Lakers go, Okay, Danny Green, come on down, right? Signed up a bunch of guys. DeMarcus Cousins, let's go, right? Signed a bunch of players, boom, 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 as soon as Kawhi said no. It's that kind of plan. As soon as this Kawhi, this Kyrie thing is either done or the Lakers decide they're done, I'm expecting some type of backup plan to be enacted immediately.
2: Or, you know, maybe Rob Palenka is just trying to be a nice GM, and, you know, get the Kyrie deal done on my birthday. That'd be a great birthday present, Rob. So, you know, if we can orchestrate that somehow, that would be great. If not, I I already lost the streak. So let's, you know, coordinate that somehow, Rob, you know.
1: Okay, I'll bite. What day is your birthday?
2: I wasn't even trying to bite you. I was hoping <laughs> Rob was in the chat, but uh, Thursday, next Thursday thursday okay all right So it's not that far away so rob a you week, have time a week,
1: a week from tomorrow from essentially tomorrow
2: yeah yeah so rob you have time you can go on a little vacation for two days get some rest come back get the deal done and, you know
1: we can rock this out i can i can say this Sean, as much as i would love to see your birthday wish come true I don't want to go through another week, another week <laughs> of, of Kyrie rumors. Let's let's get this thing done. Let's do it tomorrow, and then we can just say it's you know it's your week away from a birthday present, your early birthday present. I'm not um, sure what that's so, supposed to mean. Yeah, I don't know.
2: No, Kyrie I, posted on his Instagram. The chat told us <laughs> this is so. Kyrie is so weird. <laughs>
1: What did he post? It's something you can't read on here. Is it a symbol like that thing that Prince did?
2: No. (laughs) Like it's nothing really.
1: All right. I'm going to look this up. Oh, he posted too.
2: Phil Handy also commented. I'm not sure if that's anything, but Phil Handy did comment. I get it. He has a good relationship with Phil Handy, but
1: he does. Okay.
2: I don't think it's anything though, but that's that's still a little, I don't know.
1: All right. Let's see what we've got here. Uh, Syed said, Lakers get Kyrie and give none and THT and a first and second Chicago pick. Okay. Lakers get Kyrie, give up none, THT a first and a second. Lakers give Russ, Reeves. Yeah. You can't get Kyrie with that. That's not enough money going out. None and THT is not enough to get Kyrie.
2: Wait, who's involved? It's he's this
1: this has THT and none essentially, plus picks for Kyrie. Russ, Reeves, and a first for Miles and Buddy. Yeah. No. The 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 Russ Reeves and a first for Miles and Buddy, that that technically works. But the Kyrie the non THT thing for Kyrie does not work.
2: Yeah. I'm low-key even trying to see if I can. No, that doesn't. No, no. Uh,
1: Mario said, what do you think about the Elite Eight Final Four format the NBA is discussing for the in-season tournament? I can see star players sitting out. That's the key. That's the key is that you've got to figure out a way if you're the NBA to incentivize the star players to play. I don't mind the idea of a mid-season play-in tournament. Look, we we get to the dog days of it, and I don't care that much about the All-Star game. It's not that big of a, a deal for... I, we, we saw a team not play defense last season. That tends to be what happens in all-star games. Now, I think the ELIM ending has helped, but I wouldn't mind something to spice up the middle of the season. But how do you incentivize teams and how do you incentivize players to not just say, eh, we're going to rest? Because that's mm-hmm. going to happen unless you figure out a way to get teams and players to buy in. So I don't know exactly what that's going to look like for the NBA but that's going to be critical that they solve that specific problem because they can host it. But right now the first year, it's not going to have a lot of prestige to it. Maybe 20 years from now, it becomes a big thing where everybody's talking about competing for the David Stern cup or whatever. But as of right now, teams aren't going to just inherently give a lot of value to that. So you have to find a way to incentivize them. And I'm curious to see exactly how the NBA does it.
2: I was, what would even be a good incentive?
1: Uh, Keith and I talked about this, uh, like a million dollars for every player on the team that wins. I think that'll be enough. Well, that's that's right. Like, is that enough for LeBron? LeBron's a billionaire. So no. Does LeBron care about that? No. But how big of a deal is that for Austin Reeves? How big of a deal is that for Max Christie? How big of a deal is that? For Scottie Pippen Jr., the stars in that case would want to support their their teammates in theory and want to help their guys out.
2: Yeah. That's that's the
1: idea behind something like that.
2: Okay. Cause I was thinking, like, man, I mean, only way I could see it really working is like if somehow you could have it positively affect the winner in the standings, but like not really negatively impact the losing parties, if that makes sense. I don't know. This I'm just gonna have to see this one out. This is gonna be really, really weird. Um, uh, have you seen karate kid? Yes.
1: Okay. I want to make sure before I put this question up, so I so you you get the references here. Kobe is Miyagi for Kyrie. Kyrie is Daniel, thinking he's better than the rest. But now he and Johnny Braun realize they are alike and can use each other for good. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. Okay. I, I have been um so Johnny is was the antagonist in the first karate kid the blonde haired kid mm-hmm. yeah. Now he's older and kind of he has to team up with with Daniel and and all this sort of stuff. Um so he's saying they've realized that they need each other and they can actually help each other out. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. I I do think that Kyrie realized that hey, Boston didn't work without LeBron. Brooklyn didn't work without LeBron. The last time I was successful was with LeBron. Let's figure out a way to make this happen.
2: Yeah. And uh, Parth, you deserve an Oscar for that, ref- for that reference.
1: That was, that was pretty good. Uh, is a trade for Terry Rozier still a possibility? It is, but I think the Miles Bridges thing um, unf- is probably what derailed that situation there. Because yeah. part of the reason why the Hornets wanted... To get a salary like Russ's that expires, it was to clear money so that they would feel more comfortable giving a, a big contract to Miles Bridges. Given the situation he's in now, that's not going to happen. So that could, and you never know. Maybe they still want to clear salary, but on the surface, you would think that that probably takes away some of their incentive to do that kind of a deal.
2: Sorry, chat. I don't watch Cobra Kai. Okay, I'm too busy watching film. Give me a break. <laughs>
1: I can't wait for the next season of Cobra, Cobra Kai to come out. I, I think that I, I've enjoyed it. It's not always the best acting or anything, but I've enjoyed it. Uh, Ace of hearts said, me and Sean have the same birthday. Oh, okay. So, so there you go. Also, if we had to do a trade, if both deals fail, when are our free agent signings available to trade? Okay. So free agent signings are available to be traded. Typically the date is December 15th. That's typically the date. It's December 15th or six months, whichever one is later. So for a guy who signed on July 6th, six months would be earlier than December 15th. So therefore that's when it when they are available. Last season, if you remember, uh, THT wasn't eligible to be uh, traded until sometime in January. I think it was January 15th because he yep. signed his contract later. So that's the rule. December 15th is typically that day when a bunch of the league suddenly becomes trade eligible because all those guys who sign contracts over the summer then have hit that point. So typically, most guys, it's December 15th. You do get some guys who sign contracts later, and they may have a later date. But for most of the league, it's December 15th. Good question, though. Uh, Do you still want that Hayward and rogier trade if it's all if it's out there sure i'd consider it
2: yeah no if it's uh if the Kyrie thing falls through ideally um you would want that charlotte horn's package if it was available but um doesn't look like we'll get it no Uh,
1: if Russell Westbrook, Christian Rodriguez, if Russell Westbrook was asking for a trade, would this affect the trade for Kyrie? I mean, maybe, maybe it gives the Lakers a little bit more incentive to move off on from Russ. If Russ just says, look, I'm not happy, but I mean, Russ was pretty unhappy last season. Like that wouldn't be a surprise. Now, then again, he showed up to support Darvin ham, showed up to the press conference, was at summer league, was in Las Vegas, even if he didn't acknowledge LeBron at all, that was weird. Um, but he was coaching up the young kids, coaching up the Summer League squad. Things didn't go well between Russ and Lakers fans last year. But look, I think maybe it gives you a little more incentive to move on from Russ. It's not like the Lakers aren't trying. It's not like Russ would go to the Lakers and say, hey, I'd like to be traded. And the Lakers would go, oh, you do? Oh, we we haven't been trying. I don't that there wasn't even a thought in our mind. OK, hang on, Russ. Let us talk to some people around the league and see if we can find a team that we can trade you to, I'm sure. We haven't even had any discussions. Oh, No. Well, they're already trying to trade him. So I don't that's think what, it changes that much.
2: Yeah, and that's why I also think it would be kind of weird and awkward if Russ is back next season with all this stuff and all this stuff felt like, hey, how close the Lakers were to getting a deal done to send him out, and is there you know friction between him and LeBron? That would just be really, really weird. Um, so, in kind of toxic, so um I'm not sure you really want that energy in the locker room.
1: Yeah, now, what you can do is is you need to figure out a way to if you can mend those fences between LeBron and and Russ, yeah, then okay, right, and then that, that happens, but it's something you have to consider if you're the Lakers and Russ is really unhappy and doesn't want to be there anymore. but again, like here's the thing, if Kyrie really wanted to be a Laker, he could have skipped all of this and just taken $6 million. Now, he decided he would rather get paid $36 million than six, and I don't criticize him for that. That's a perfectly logical decision. It's a very normal decision, despite Kyrie's little press release afterwards uh, where he talked about normal people making the world go round and you know all that kind of stuff. But Kyrie had the opportunity to be a Laker already. Russell Westbrook, if he really didn't want to be a Laker could have decided to opt out of his contract. And then he could go wherever he wants. He'd be a free agent. Ultimately, these guys took the money. And that might involve... There might be some consequences of that. Possible Kyrie doesn't wind up with the Lakers. It's possible Russell Westbrook has to stay on the Lakers, even if he doesn't want to. Those contracts are not easy to move. And there's not a lot of teams lining up for either of them.
2: We'll gladly take Kyrie Irving, though.
1: That's just it. I mean, look... Let's say the Lakers didn't have Russ. Let's say the Lakers had made a trade for somebody else. Let's say the Lakers made a trade for Kyle Lowry. Are they hellbent on getting Kyrie Irving?
2: What would the deal been again? THT.
1: THT, KCP, Q's and Dennis Schroeder. Oh, Schroeder. Kyle Lowry. Let's say that they had done that. And they've got Kyle Lowry right now. No, Kyrie's the better player but Lowry's also the leader and the locker room guy and all that kind of stuff. Would they have nearly as much incentive to go get Kyrie, even knowing that Kyrie's the better player? Probably not.
2: No. And this is something we've talked about in the past as well, Trevor, you know, with like, hey, if they just brought back that championship team, right? And you're competing with a title. Like, that's why I don't buy the Warriors traded for Kevin Durant. You don't unnecessarily... Trade a bunch of stuff to break apart a, a team that just won a title. And that's what the Lakers did. And that's what they did again. Because um, again, I will die on a, on a cliff saying that team uh, 2020, 2021, dear, we started off a 22 and 7 or something crazy like that. We lose to the Phoenix Suns. That is a championship caliber roster. We beat Phoenix. The Vance Davis has to go down. So um, even that roster, like going into that summer, if Rob wasn't Overcorrecting everything, I don't think you make that a, a trade for Kyrie. And, Irving. and how
1: much, how much of that was LeBron though? Saying I want Russ, that's a factor too. But you know that's what? Factor. To to a man, with the exception of maybe Montrezl Harrell, I think every player that year said, "Run it back." Said we are better than this. We just weren't healthy. Run it back. We want a shot at a championship.
2: And they were right. They were right. right. If if the Lakers last year had said, "Run it back," we would look at them like they were crazy. Yep. absolutely crazy the differences between last year's team and that team is we saw a decent sample size about 30 ish games um uh, a few playoff games against the suns where the lakers were the best team in the nba we didn't see anything we we got like three games last year where the lakers looked like a playoff team <laughs> so uh yeah no i agree man it sucks
1: uh, is it true mama mentality? There's a rule change in the NBA for transition fouls. Yes, it's now going to be uh fast breaks are back. Yeah, it's now going to be one shot in the ball for a take foul in transition. Now, there are ways around it. Like you can pretend like you're trying to make a play on the ball and then it's up to the referee's judgment, their discretion. So it'll be interesting to see how the NBA navigates that. But yes, in general, the take foul mathematically it no longer makes sense depending on who it is right if it's DeAndre Jordan dribbling down the middle of the floor I guess you could you know give a take foul and you're probably okay because the chances of missing the free throw or making the free throw aren't great but in general the math no longer supports taking the foul so hopefully that will get rid of that I've already seen Bucks fans that are super excited because that means that Giannis gets to get on the break more and not just get fouled you may be better off taking the foul (laughs) When it's Giannis in transition anyway, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Bad Dog says, in your opinion, who do you think has been the best Lakers player this summer? Jay Huff. Jay Huff? He only played in two games, but I agree. I I think he looked the most definitively like an NBA player in those two games, and I I wish he was still out there playing because I wanted to see more.
2: I'm trying to even think of somebody else because I feel like all the other guys, I guess maybe Cole Swider.
1: Cole Swider would, would be the other guy.
2: Yeah, but like all the other guys have been just a little too inconsistent. They've had moments, but that's fine. Again, it's Summer League. It's fine.
1: Um, No hype piece said, Will the Lakers land Kyrie and Buddy Heald together? What pieces would need to be sent to each team? So Kyrie would require Russ to go out. So if you're going to do this, you would have to send a first, and Russ, essentially, to the Nets for Kyrie. You can't include none. You can't include THT because you would have to take that stuff, none and THT, and trade them for Buddy Healed with another contract in there uh, and then probably a pick or something like that. So that's what what you would have to do. You would have to see a Kyrie trade that doesn't involve Kendrick Nunn or THT going out because you would need those salaries to go get Buddy Healed, Eric Gordon, whoever that is. That's what you would have to pull off. Would you do that if that required you to give up both picks?
2: It's a land Kyrie and Buddy. Mm-hmm. Probably. I mean, it's how much of a difference is it really from doing Kyrie and Joe Harris for two picks? I think you it, can kind of. It's pretty similar. It's pretty, it's pretty similar. similar. You can, again, just talk me into saying, "Hey, one of those picks really actually that's literally what you're doing. You trade one pick for Kyrie. Trade one for one pick for Buddy."
1: I think you would have to get like a Joe Harris or something in the Kyrie deal, which I, I think probably if the Nets want to save money, it makes sense to do Kyrie and Joe Harris for Russ because then you're saving some money, generating a trade exception.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Uh,
1: Andrew Ruth, Gordon deal won't get us a chip, Kyrie or bust. Like if they were to do the deal to get Gordon Hayward, let's say it's Gordon Hayward and Kelly Oubre Jr. That's somehow back on the table. If you look at that Lakers team and say, They're winning a championship, or do you think they're stronger if they pull off a Kyrie deal?
2: You're obviously stronger if you pull off a Kyrie Irving deal, but um, I think that your odds of winning a title with Gordon Hayward and Kelly Oubre on the roster are uh, higher if it is running back next year's roster, in my opinion.
1: Running back next year's roster.
2: I mean, not not next one world running back. I like going with the Do you have right now. Oh, I think gotcha. yeah. My bad. Gotcha, gotcha.
1: Okay, I thought I thought you were executing some time travel there, or something, or something like that. Maybe. You 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 hopped in the DeLorean, got it up to eighty eight miles per hour. <laughs> eighty eight miles per hour. Kelvin too said we get Kai and Jay Richardson or Josh Richardson. Nets get THT none and a second don't Well, okay, hold up. When you start adding in a third team, then we can get a big trade exception for the Nets. I didn't see this. The Spurs are getting Russ a first and a second. Decent trade exception and no Russ for the Nets. Spurs get picks and expiring for Russ. I still think the Nets will want a first.
2: So, we send out both picks to the Spurs? Or just one? uh, They've
1: got a first and a second going to the Spurs here. Kylie, Kyrie, and, and Josh Richardson... The Nets get THT, none in a second. I, look, I like Josh Richardson. I like the concept. I still want something else in there, uh, in, in, in a shooter, because you're giving up everything there, essentially. You're, giving up a, you're saving one first, but I don't know if that's going to get it done. Like THT, none in a second. Yeah. I don't see the Nets going for that, even with the big trade exception. If they do, great, but I think they'll want the first. And if, and if I'm giving up all of that, I need another shoe. I need a. Yeah, I need shooter. Seth Curry in it, something
2: like that, or Joe Harris. Yeah. Yep. I'm trying to see if that money even works. Yeah, it does. I just put ran it through. It works.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're 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 getting a big trade exception for the Nets. That's part of the value for them.
2: Twenty six ish million dollar trade exception. No, twenty one. Yeah, I mean, twenty one. That's,
1: that's a lot. That's something you you can work with. Is yeah. that enough to get Kevin Durant to say, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to stick around"? All right. Well, we've got one more summer league game. One more summer league game. Will Kyrie be a Laker by then? <laughs> or will we at least know what's going on with Kyrie by then?
2: By Friday? By Friday. I'm I'm still a little heartbroken, Trevor. I don't think I've recovered. I I can't do predictions yet. Hopefully, I guess. Yeah,
1: I don't I don't think it's it feels like both sides it, there's some sort some sort of a deadline needs to be here to get something done. And maybe that's August 4th. Yeah. Maybe that's LeBron's contract extension. But it feels like both sides, like the Lakers right now are content just saying, Hey, this is our offer. We're not going to bid against ourselves. Let us know when you're ready to accept it. And the Nets are saying, Well, no, well, okay, your offer's sitting there. Your offer is not going to change between now and a month from now. So we'll just wait. And see if anybody else jumps in or something changes.
2: We'll see. Which you start playing a dangerous game when you get to the let's wait. Let Well, we'll see if anybody else hops in. So that's why I just think at some point the Lakers are going to just do it. Even if it means to give up two picks and you get Joe Harrison the deal, I think you just do it because then when you start talking about other teams, I guarantee you, if you got like a bidding war between 12 teams in the NBA for Kyrie Irving, you're getting there's going to be way more better deals than what the Lakers can offer hey it's
1: Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting
2: go to your happy place for
0: Happy
2: price, got
1: your happy price, price line. Uh, Rez said, Do you guys remember Jared Dudley's comments before last season started? It's crazy how he was right all along. The team felt a shambles uh, about needing veterans, about those guys being like glue players. I don't remember specifically what he said, but that was the gist of it that you needed those guys that were going to hold the team together. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's essentially what happened. You didn't have those, those veteran guys that, um, Hold things together. You need him. You need him. Uh, am Harris said, if no Kyrie, should we still get him next season? Sure. Like, if he's a free agent. If you've got to spend your cap space on him, would you do it?
2: Sure. But, again, that's playing a dangerous game, too, because it's Kyrie. So, who knows if Kyrie would still, after a year, say, yeah, I'll still go to L.A. So, I don't know, man.
1: Uh, is Bledsoe a possible backup point guard if none gets traded? Yeah, and, and I think a, maybe, maybe a likely one. Yeah, because of the clutch sports thing. Just going back through and just seeing if we missed any here. Oh, is Miles Bridges' future in the NBA over? We don't know. I mean, look, the the legal process has to play out, but obviously what's happening is not not good
2: no not at all not, not good
1: um and this is why he's still sitting out there and no teams have have done anything with that because they got to figure out what's going to happen there yeah so that that's just you know the legal process has to play out there and that's all we that's all we can really say
2: yeah i mean
1: sucks uh alan says, let's say if Kyrie, if the Kyrie trade isn't done before August, at what at that point do the Lakers just offer this two picks before Braun comes knocking?
2: That's, I mean, why. that's that's
1: what the Nets are hoping, right?
2: Yeah, that's why. Again, I think I think we're going to see. I think the deal, and i you want to make this prediction, sure. I think what the deal will ultimately be is Kyrie Irving and Joe Harris for Russell Westbrook. They want to move off a salary. I Think Russ and two picks could get it done. Honestly, mm-hmm. if they want to move off salary, maybe Russ and Kendrick Nunn. If the goal is they don't want to take back additional salary, mm-hmm. then.
1: So you're saying your your prediction is it'll be Russ and Kendrick Nunn plus a couple of picks for Kyrie and Joe Harris.
2: Yeah, and I'm not even sure if it will be Kendrick because I. Yeah. If that if the rumor is true about them not wanting to um to take back future salary, then mm. otherwise, yeah. then take I don't care who you want. <laughs> All right, well we'll
1: see where this ultimately winds up. Again, it sounded it was sounding pretty promising, but this is a staring contest, staring contest between the Lakers and the Nets. We will see who blinks first. But everybody, thank you guys for for joining us tonight game for a Lakers Summer League game. It was a win over the Clippers, which has been rare lately uh, and over Boston, Brandon Boston. So appreciate you guys for joining us. Those of you who came in live, if you're listening to the podcast version of this. Make sure you do subscribe over on Apple Podcasts. Leave us that five-star rating and review. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.
0: I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast.